0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, N.A. Member FDIC. All right, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are live, uh, getting ready for a Steelers today. Quick Q and answer uh, question and answer session with uh, DK and myself. Send us your questions. Send us your comments.
1: Send us your criticisms. We're talking about Steelers versus Seahawks, eight twenty-five p.m. Sunday night at Heinz Field. And Eddie, I'm not going to lie, I have a really, really hard time getting geeked up for this one with all the guys in really?
0: Seattle's missing. Yeah, i I think I am geeked up by it because I want to see the offense build on what they did uh, against. Uh, against um brought the Denver
1: Broncos last week well they, they can build but I, I to me I don't even know that building is enough because when you look at what the Seahawks have given up defensively we're, everyone's talking about the the you know Russell Wilson and the and and everybody that's missing from their offense but realistically man that defense Seattle's given up 450
0: yards a game yeah it's i don't uh, care who you're facing that's
1: horrible
0: i like i said in my staff pick it's they're on pace to be historically bad not just bad and this is with a defensive-minded head coach in pete carroll
1: who said this week uh up in the pacific northwest to reporters that he feels like we know what's wrong we just can't fix
0: it that's a scary admission my man (laughs) yeah that's that's uh if I'm a Seahawks fan, that's not, that's not encouraging. (laughs) No, not at all.
1: Anyway, here's how this works. Send us your comments, send us your questions, send us whatever it is that you got. Even if you'll even, if you feel just like shooting the breeze or whatever, pass that along too. We'll put it up here on the board and respond. And here's my man, Brian Gluck, who comes in with, is the O-line being at least steady still the key to running a successful offense. You go ahead with that one. Yeah,
0: I I am a firm, firm believer that when you are building a team on offense, you build from the offensive line out. And if you are putting a game plan together, uh, you game plan from the offensive line out. So if they are going to do anything against Seattle, I don't care how bad that defense is. If they're going to do anything, it's going to start with those five guys on the offensive line. And I'd love to see them build off of what they did against the Denver Broncos because they uh, they finally gained some traction. They finally moved some people around. Um, they finally started to impose their will a little bit. And uh, I, I loved to see that. It was nice to see that again. It's been a while oh, since we've seen that. We could
1: see also after the, the game downstairs at Heinz Field, the smiles on everybody's faces. Yep. Trey Turner walked into the press room, Eddie, like like this. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris, I asked a question of, of Naji about the offensive line, and he lit up because he, as he said to me, that's actually what he was going to answer with, no matter what I had yeah. asked. Uh, that's how into this they are, and and that's that's pretty cool. Um, I I want to see them though, not so much graft onto what they did with Denver, but reach a next level. I'm sorry, man, you facing somebody who's given up 450 uh, 50 yards. That is that's just way yep. too much here. Let's uh, let's keep. We're going to try to move through these quickly here to make sure that we can get all of them here. Brent says, I married a lifetime Seahawks fan and still hear about how our team cheated in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Dude. I love it. He says he can't wait for Kraken versus Pens. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's, that's not for another, the Penguins aren't in Seattle for about a month and a half Uh, and that's going to be uh, Brandon Tanev, Jared McCann, and those guys here, but we're doing football today here. And, Seahawks fans at the time, if you'll recall, Eddie, took a lot of crap for, you know, not existing. Yeah, that was the main thing at the yeah. time was like that. They're just not that into football up there.
0: Mm hmm. And it's it's cool. I mean, that from a, you know, just from a sports fan standpoint, it's cool to see how that grow that grew from not existing to the 12th man and the, you know, that whole, you know, their home field advantage, you know, that it, that it became, uh just as a as a sports fan, you like I, I love seeing that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, they're going to need. I mean, well, they're they're on the road against the Steelers today. They're this week, uh, but with that, the de- I, I hate to keep going back to it. With that defense, they're going to need all the help they can get from the fans.
1: <laughs> Bo says he's excited. I say, he says I'm excited for this. I'm just hoping the running game and the offense stays the way it did the last game. No, 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 no. Do not put the bar down there for these guys. What has to happen for this football team is that they have to take off. Okay. Offensively. And I understand Juju's not going to be there. I understand that that's not going to help. But today, earlier today, Zach Banner was activated. Even if he doesn't start at right tackle, that's going to add depth. That's going to add some more security at the line. Do not allow anyone to settle for just being as good as they were because against. How,
0: how great was that comment from, uh, from Tomlin on Tuesday about, you know, about Banner being back and uh, I'd rather have four guys instead of, instead of, or I'd rather have six rather guys, have six instead, guys of four. instead of four. Uh, but that's, yeah.
1: that's how they think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how coaches think. I mean, but, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's, uh you know, you're, I mean, Peter, Peter comes in and says, I'm believing in the offensive line going forward for sure. I mean, are you why i mean they just had a one good game and they were kind of okay in green bay you know? I, I was just going to say that I, they have me, to go
0: higher the, my you know i've said this all week i've said it on on the mad chad netty show I, i've said it in my staff pick anytime i've had a chance to talk about it i've said this they have to build on what they did against Denver. They can't leave it at what they did at Denver. They have to build off of that and keep that momentum moving and keep growing from that. That was a good sign, but it's not where it needs to end.
1: Well, see, Peter comes back and says, I've seen the O-line miss their blocks on the second level at the beginning of the year. Is this a byproduct of communication from the rookie center or just the old adage we've said for, for some time? Um, Peter, I, I saw Kendrick Green, since you brought up the rookie center, hit a lot of guys at second level. In fact, in fact, he actually seems more adept at second level than he does at first level, and not even offering that as a compliment. But I, I think you're you're starting to see them grow in general here. Stephen Fox says, with Juju going down, will we see Pat Fryermuth getting more than a couple of
0: targets a game? I hope so. I would love to see the tight ends get involved more. Uh, I I think that I think the Steelers have something in Pat Fryermuth. Uh, I I like the way that he plays the game. Uh, you said this all through training camp, and and it it was true. The man doesn't drop anything. I think he had one drop this season, and that was bizarre to see. He just doesn't drop the ball when it's put in his area, man. And I I think they absolutely have to get him involved more. Well, Stephen, I would take your
1: question and I would chop off the first four words. Uh, with Juju going down and replace that with with the offensive line performing better. Because the real variable here for the tight ends, not just Fryermuth, but Eric Ebron, even Zach Gentry, is that they're out there to block, man. And the reason they're out there to block is because these guys weren't getting it done. The line wasn't getting it done. If you see the line holding, not holding literally, but holding up, I should say, the way they did in these last couple of games, then you can get in involved. But I'll tell you something else, Eddie. You know what else I wouldn't mind seeing in this equation? Chase Claypool in the slot. Oh,
0: man. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love the idea of it. Uh, I mean, boy, he – the physical specimen that he is, uh, he has such a high ceiling, such a high ceiling. And if they – if he can just – if he can get to that point where he – He's the guy, you know, he's, he's the one, he's six foot, what? six four two thirty five two forty. runs a four, four. He's got every measurable that you could that you can mm-hmm. think of. Yep. He, they just need to get him the ball and, and let him be him. And he, he needs to, the one thing, if I'm going to uh, say something bad about chase Claypool, it's the 50, 50 catches, you know, that, that was you what to fight he, for the ball, man. Gotta yeah, fight he's he's got to be better than he's been. I yep. think he's only had one or two that were really, uh, that he came down with, he, Mike, he needs to be better.
1: Mike Costanzo says how important is, was Juju to the running game and who can help in his absence? How much will they miss it? They're going to miss him a lot in that facet. They might miss him as much in that facet as they do as a three wide receiver, or as a slot mm-hmm. wide receiver. When I was writing, uh, my column last Sunday from Heinz field and Eddie and I were, we do, we go through the video together and, and Eddie sends back, a. Uh, uh, a clip of one run that I had requested to insert as a video into my column. And it was uh, a Najee run up the middle and guess who threw the biggest block 19 cutting in like this cutting in and just, he didn't care if he got hurt, which was I think kind of what ended up getting him hurt on that one play where he had a lot of open field and he just decided he wanted to take that dude down. Uh, They're going to miss him. Uh, Juju is not that guy. Deontay is definitely, definitely not that guy here. Let's go to my man Dana. Will Zach Banner be playing tomorrow, will he be on the sideline unless someone gets hurt? I'd prefer to see him eased back into the lineup myself. The O-line needs experience, depth, and health, not necessarily in that order. Dana, i he wasn't made active so that he doesn't play. However, however, he could be, as you're suggesting, utilized as depth. And here's why I say that. Chooks would have to move to left tackle. And although he has a history of that, this offensive line that everybody, including on in this, you know, in our little discussion that we're having here today, have been praising the way they've come together the last two weeks. You'd have to disrupt three people for that to happen. To me, I'm waiting until after the bye week to do something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100. Um, you know, we, we're seeing movement. I don't want to do anything to, you know, upset that apple cart.
1: Now Jeff Wiggins says who do you see banner replacing more or chooks I'm not sure he'll replace anybody I really don't if if he does it'll be banner on the right side and chooks on the left but I just I'm not so sure that he will I think they waited until the last second to activate him just because they could use somebody else there in case a mm-hmm. player goes down Daniel Matos my man daniel what's up Isn't the OL in such a dire state due to a lack of investment by the front office in the recent drafts? The last first rounder used in the OL was DeCastro in 2012. Daniel, they are guilty as charged on that count. They waited, they have waited, because it's ongoing, forever to address the O-line. Doing it in the third third round and fourth round isn't addressing it. Even if you hit, it's not really emphatically addressing it.
0: Yeah, uh, I look, I'm I'm very torn on this because I, boy, do I love Najee Harris. And I, I think it's impossible not to love Najee Harris, but there's still a, a part of me that wonders was offensive line not to play in the first round uh, this year. I'm not going to complain about having Najee Harris. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the kid is, he is, the young man is an all-world talent. He's special, but I yeah, I, they have to start uh, addressing the O line with, with real draft picks and not third and fourth and fifth round guys. James says,
1: All I can think is the Steelers had better not take the Seahawks or any team lightly. Keith Butler had a great line about that a couple of days ago where he said uh, he was asked basically about that. You know, mm-hmm. take them worried about taking them lightly because, you know, all of the injuries that they have on offense specifically. And he said, We're two and three. Look, that's it. That's all you needed to say. Yeah. That was that was his answer. He could have thrown a dad gum in there, and it would have been <laughs> a little more colorful. But they're two and three. Yeah. Uh, this picture, all you have to do is picture this, James. The Steelers being two and four, going into a bye week and losing to this opponent in that state that they're in. That's what you have to think about, as opposed to taking anybody lightly here Uh Dennis says the Bush pick should have been O line. Well, I mean, that's classic hindsight. What did you think of what did you think when they traded up for Devin Bush, Dennis? I mean, you can come back and answer. This isn't a one way conversation. What did you think that night when they traded up to ten? What did you think of them moving up to get Devin Bush?
0: Uh, I yeah, I loved it. But again, that is definitely in my I think that's in my eyes a hindsight thing. I mean, we could say, you know, we can say all we want, but you know, they went up and got their guy. So The only time I I didn't like
1: the Devin Bush pick, the first time was when I did my first interview with him. It was on the field in Heinz Field. It was after one of those night camp sessions. This was in 2019. And I remember, because the the idea that we all had when Bush was drafted was, oh, this is it. They got their guy to replace Ryan Shazier. Well, he's not a big dude. Bush isn't. And he was going to be a very, very different kind of player. Mike Costanzo says... He's going to be a great pick, give him time. Uh, and Dennis comes back with that night. I was happy with the pick, but O-line was already becoming a concern. Yep. That's absolutely fair. Dennis Samford, why not leave Dan Moore alone at left tackle and see how Banner does it right? Why would Chooks be too good to play backup?
0: I think Banner is what he is. I don't think you're going to move him. And I think that that's, that's why, um, but why is Chooks too good to
1: play backup? Uh, I would go ask Von Miller that question right now. Dennis.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. He he. Look, I was probably as hard on him as anybody going into that Denver game, b- or before the Denver game, Chooks. Yeah, Chooks. Uh, you might have been the only person harder on him than <laughs> than I was. And, I uh, really like him too. Yeah, but hey, he, you know what? Give him credit. He stepped up, plays a an all pro type player, and and pretty much shut him down. Um, he did what he needed to do. Eric says, who is Juju's
1: replacement? Mr. Eric is in the house, by the way. Uh, Who is Juju's replacement? Uh, The answer to me, I mean, the the obvious answer, meaning on the field, is James Washington. But if you mean in terms of what his role is, uh, Mike Tomlin addressed that this week and said it's going to have to be a bunch of people. And that's because Juju does a bunch of things well, as we mentioned earlier, with the blocking and so forth. If you mean in terms of production, though, Mr. Eric, I'm going right back to Friarmouth,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, th- I like what Tomlin said about uh, replacing Juju. They're not looking for one specific person to replace Juju. They're, they're going to be giving guys opportunities, and we're going to be seeing, you know, kind of different guys doing different things to, to replace what uh, what Juju does. And so from the production standpoint, pass catching, yeah, I, I think Friarmouth is that guy. Uh, I would love to see see one of these receivers step up and uh, like you said, none of them strike me as the blocking type, but I'd, I'd love to see somebody at least make an attempt. But- Jeff
1: says uh, thoughts on uh, on Joe showbert so far and his ability to cover. You know what, Jeff, my, my view of showbert is I entered cynically because I'm sorry if the Jaguars deem you disposable, uh, you you deserve to show up somewhere anywhere. With a, and be greeted with a skeptical eye. Uh, Schobert is not the splash guy that he was with Cleveland when he was like leading their team in interceptions. He was getting a pick every other game for the Browns. Uh, and we've seen that, but we've also seen that it's been quiet in the middle of the field against the Steelers since Bush came back, and you have Bush and showbert with a chance to work together. Mm-hmm. You've also seen, and this has been cool, a little bit of stunting, and I wouldn't be surprised to see more of that uh, Sunday night, meaning not just Devin Bush with the blitz, the way he had the big one last week uh, on Teddy Bridgewater for the sack, but also getting Melvin Ingram to do that thing. And you, you've seen this, Eddie, where he slides to the middle and you see big number eight just takes off in there. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to see the
0: linebackers be a lot more active pre-snap. Yeah, uh, and I think they need to be. Uh, I think that the more they're active, the more that's going to uh, keep offenses on their toes a little bit. Uh, you know, The NFL is such a speed game that that split second that you can, and you can force an offense to think a little bit, uh, that's where you get your, your edge.
1: No question about that here. Josh says I'm not a Steelers guy, but I'm here for my boy Eddie P. DK, I've been enjoying your daily shot as well. You know what, Josh, I am happy to be second in your life to Eddie.
0: I am. <laughs> Josh is uh Josh is a is a good dude. He's from uh, he's from out by uh, Ottawa, uh up in Canada. Uh he's an author. He's uh you know He's helped Chad and I out with our show before we were with DK. Uh, just a good dude. Uh, Josh is a great guy. Ottawa is a top
1: five favorite spot for me in North America. Carmel J. Macchiato, which is tremendous, <laughs> asks, as much as the offense is struggled, I'm a little concerned about the defensive late, especially with pressure and consistency on third down. Highsmith or someone needs to get to the quarterback and not rely on TJ all the time. Um, I feel like... First of all, one thing I hate, Eddie, is when 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 readers or listeners come at me with the term free pass. Why are you giving so-and-so a free pass? Like as if I'm like distributing stuff or whatever. I never liked it. That said, Alex Highsmith has gotten from everybody across the board a free pass. This was your premier player, performer, anyway, in training camp and preseason and we haven't heard his name called much at all in the regular season. That's got to change.
0: Yeah, you remember preseason, and I I remember watching him in those first couple training camp practice uh, sessions with pads and thinking, that this dude is – he's unblockable. And uh, it's got to change, man. He's blockable. Yeah, Yeah, he's obviously (laughs) blockable. And and I don't – I mean – do you, I don't like Do you have an answer for it? Because I, I really haven't seen anything that on. on he needs the to play, play better football. Yeah, I, I don't think it's
1: I don't think it's anything that's that, that's that's all that complex. I don't you know, he 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 is the one who has to figure out the path to the quarterback. That is his job. He also needs to seal the edge on the run. And when you're going against a Geno Smith, you're going to have to be aware of that. They're going to have to be aware of containing the quarterbacks. Of course, they've done a really good job of that in recent years. Whether it was TJ and Bud or whoever, Uh, it's going to be. Let's see him step up. Okay, and I understand he had the groin injury, but then you know what? So did everybody else on the defense. So, Smitty's
0: (laughs) my man. Smitty's groin gang has been uh, been growing by the week, and I don't like it. (laughs)
1: Let's see uh, what else we got here. Camille says she's also here for that's, Eddie. That is my
0: that is my aunt. Oh, that's two nothing.
1: <laughs> I got two. Yeah, that I'm one. Being, I
0: don't know if I count family though, man. That's I'm kind being, of a ring. It doesn't you know, matter.
1: I'm being shut out
0: here. Uh, Slim. Slim
1: wants to know who the spy guy is on Gino. Slim, would you really have a spy on Gino Smith? Would you really do that? I mean, feel free to come back. I see you've been you've been commenting a bunch in here, but come on back. I, I want to hear about spying on Gino. Just go get him. Do the same thing the Steelers do with Lamar Jackson, which is treat his run and his pass as if they're one and the same and just come in there and collapse on him. You treat the pass rush and sealing the edge on the run as the same entity. Steven says, Steven says, I'm his boy. It's 2 to 1 here. Oh, and man. uh oh no, here comes Peter. Peter comes in and we are now officially we are tied at a to two. at a 2-2 two, two tie. James says no spy, play all eyes on Geno Smith. I am I I just he's he's Gino Smith. I don't want to be a jerk here. Yeah, he's it's okay. not and he's a 31-year-old Geno Smith.
0: Yeah, this isn't. Uh, we don't need to reinvent the wheel here with this. Uh, I mean, th- this defense has been touted as one of the best in the league. Just get after them, rush them, I, I mean, like you exactly what you said. DK. Marshall says, "How do
1: you feel about the defensive line so far?" You know what? I'm glad you asked, because when with with Stephon Tuitt being out, with Tyson Alualu being out, and some of the gimmickry that the Steelers have had to result resort to. Uh, by, I mentioned Ingram cutting across to the inside. We've seen three outside linebackers, one of them being utilized on the inside. The guys who aren't getting the appropriate love are, to me, Isaiah Mm Bugs and Chris Wormley, both of whom have graded really highly, including by independent rankings. Uh, If you agree with me, feel free to vote for me And pass Eddie. Oh, Oh, there that is is
0: 3-2 just like that here. See? Oh, man. But you know what? DL4 DK is my guy for the lead over Eddie. So I actually think you got me 4-2. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying about Wormley yeah, and, and I, I they've, love, been yeah, good. they've been really good. And, and the thing for me is Chris Wormley, because I remember in the preseason training camp, people talking about him, not even, not even being on the roster, uh, that he shouldn't get a roster spot. I, I remember distinctly hearing certain, uh, you know, sports, you know, Pittsburgh media guys saying that they, they didn't want to see anything of Chris Wormley. And so to see him uh, get out there and, and and play not just solid football but like you said grading well playing good football uh doing what he needs to do in the run game um plugging up the middle of the field i I love what i'm seeing from him i i really do and and isaiah bugs has been a pleasant surprise i yeah they, they are not getting uh the credit that they deserve and i i think they're getting outshined by another defensive lineman cam hayward who i mean he's borderline top one or two in the NFL right now at defensive line, the way he's playing football.
1: Jay says protection changes seems to have affected sack production with TJ and Highsmith. Hey, too bad. Okay. TJ had two bodies on him, and and one of them was a real benefit to the Steelers because if you leave a tight end like Font in there to protect and you're taking him out of Denver's passing game, I'm sorry. I thought that was actually really dumb. Yeah. Okay. And I think the Steelers kind of did too uh, with some of their post game comments. Uh, But you you just got to get there yeah okay i don't see highsmith being doubled by the way I, I really don't um i and i don't think there's uh i don't think there's any
0: kind of excuses to be had and, there And d k why would they why would they double highsmith when t j watts on the other side of the field so well, you wouldn't I mean, that's my point. That, yeah. what's, they have what's his excuse like, there's no excuse there he has no, to be, he, has he has to, has to, to play be better. better he yeah. has to play yeah. better he's just play better football melvin Wiggins we only have time for
1: a couple more here so if you have good ones get them in now uh melvin Wiggins if you have bad ones, don't put them in at all. <laughs> but <that. laughs> we have we have too much talent on offense to struggle the way we do. Well, Melvin, they started to get out of that, you know? And I, if we've only been saying for months now that, that none of this was going to matter, all this talent and the guys at the skill positions, if you couldn't block. And that's exactly what ended up happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, I... You know, I saw somewhere in the in the sta- in the uh, comment section before there was a question about Big Ben or about Ben Roethlisberger's arm, and I it all comes back to me for like going to your point, DK. It's it's all about the offensive line because it doesn't matter if Ben throws the ball sixty five yards or if he throws the ball twenty five yards. If he's not getting the time for those routes to develop and for these players to get downfield, it, it doesn't matter how strong his arm is because he doesn't have time to throw with Najee Harris. It doesn't matter how good of a running back Najee Harris is. If he doesn't have holes to run through, if there's not, you know, if there's three guys in the backfield, when he gets the football, it doesn't matter. So it, it all starts and ends with the offensive line for me. And now that we're seeing them play better. Yeah. Now we can talk about the rest of the talent.
1: Here's our second to last question for the day it comes from Todd Salkowski. He asks, do you think we might try more three outside linebacker packages? I want to say Yes. However, I am seeing the Steelers do more and more things with Ingram where it looks like they're managing either his time or something else. Okay? Um, Remember that not all injuries or nagging stuff or bumps and bruises uh, associated with play, as Mike Tomlin likes to call it, uh, get reported. So Mm -hmm. I I would think so, but I've also seen that Melvin has been more effective in – in small doses here. Uh, our last one comes from, from Jeremy who says Highsmith had a great camp, but the production has not been there. Does Ingram need more time in the rotation? We just kind of answered that. So yeah. I'm going to, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on for, for one more out of that here. Uh, Braun Blackwater says Norwood is better than I expected for a seventh rounder. I mean, he's, he's done. Okay. I, I think they wanted Trey Norwood to be a little bit more, mm-hmm with how he performed in camp. Don't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, I think they expected a lot out of him. I, From draft day, I've, Tomlin introduced him as the Swiss army knife. Right. Right. And I, I think they expect him to do uh, more than just one thing. And I, you know, I, I'm not disappointed by what I've seen from him, but I still think that the team uh, thinks that he could be a, a little bit more than he has. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last
1: one for today comes from random guy. Should the Steelers trade for an outside corner? Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, November 2 is the NFL trade mm-hmm. deadline. For anybody who further doesn't know, the NFL does have a trade deadline. And <laughs> trades do happen in the NFL, as we've seen in the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, my own thought on this is that if the Steelers make a trade, uh, it should be still barring other positions of direct need, meaning like you know somebody of significance goes down between now and November 2nd. Uh, I would still, still be looking at the offensive line. I'm sorry. Music to my
0: ears, I'm DK. Sorry, I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. That that is, uh, uh, I I can't even add to that. I offensive line, man. Like I will beat this drum until the season is over. <laughs> Everything starts and ends with the offensive line. This is a good defense. This is great. We have a ton of skill on this offense. If the offensive line is a weak spot. It doesn't matter. None of it matters.
1: final word for the day goes to Antonio Jackson, who writes, the O-line has been playing better since DK said, see the guy in front of you and block him. Antonio, I am not here to take credit for other (laughs) people's wisdom. That is James Harrison all the way. That's who's being – James Harrison said football is a simple game. You beat the man across from you. Uh, That was kind of his approach, if you'll recall. And by the way, James Harrison wouldn't have been worried about any double team or single team or anything else. He would just find a way to To annihilate both of those guys, eat them alive, wipe wipe his chin a little bit, and then go get the quarterback and still have plenty of time. To do that, Eddie, this was cool. We should do this again. It was almost a
0: perfect half hour, too, man.
1: Just like that, it's almost Uh, like we know what we're doing. (laughs) If you missed any part of this, it's going to be wherever you saw, wherever you watched this portion. We're also going to have the podcast up on the DKPS Podcasting Network. Make sure you give us a subscribe and a like and a good review and all that stuff. Eddie, tell them you're a pastor. Preach, my brother.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know let the good lord move you to do something (laughs) i wasn't gonna invoke a deity in the process (laughs) no we appreciate all the support but seriously give us a like and a subscribe we've got more content like this uh you know dale and i on the uh during the weekdays on the south side from uh on location from steelers uh facility uh we try to get you all up to date with that Uh, we've got all the podcasts that are a lot of fun so you know make sure dk's daily shots that's that's the straw that stirs to drink here man (laughs)
1: oh wow alright guys we'll see you next time